0: Varmt välkomna till avsnitt nummer 49 utav champagne Och i det här avsnittet kommer ni få lyssna på en intervju med exportchefen för Champagne-Gremier, nämligen Kevin Blanco. Och Gremier är en ny spännande producent på den svenska marknaden som importeras utav Urban Wines. Det här avsnittet är sponsrat utav Sofia Scherén, guldsmed Sofia Scherén som... Jag kallar henne och Sofia är en av Sveriges bästa guldsmeder, smyckesdesigners, tycker jag själv. Jag vet att hon är väldigt blyg själv. Men om ni vill se lite grann vad hon hittar på för någonting så kan ni följa henne på Instagram och då heter hon guldsmed.sofia.horén. Så att guldsmed.sofia.horén. Och hon har sin butik-showroom på Sibyllgatan 59. Och eh, det var även Sofia som gjorde både min och Jessicas ring då, till vår förlovning. Så att eh, om ni vill kika på framförallt Jessicas ring så kan ni gå in på Champagne Swedens Instagram. Så hittar ni den där under höjdpunkter. Jag och Sofia kommer även att köra en smyckes- och champagneprovning. Det låter väldigt konstigt men vi hade en liknande provning förra året som var väldigt populär. Och det går till så att jag har valt ut sju stycken champagne som Sofia då tolkar med ett smycke per champagne. Och efter provningen så äter vi middag och pratar lite strunt. Och Provningen äger rum 16 oktober på Hotell Kungsträdgården. kostar 1500 kronor och då inkluderar det provning och varmrätt efteråt. Och vill ni anmäla er till den så kan ni göra det till info.champansweden.se Och vi har 20 platser totalt där och har väl ungefär 10 platser lediga just nu. Jag tycker att vi gör så att vi lyssnar på exportchef Kevin Blanco och sen så... På ni lyssnad lite mer på mig efter intervjun. So I just moved myself to Nacka and this is probably the most drinkable address in Nacka at the moment. And I'm gonna talk to the export manager at Champagne Grimé, Kevin Blanco. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you? Very
1: good, very good. I'm happy to be in Stockholm.
0: Is it your first time in Stockholm?
1: No, I um, I used to work with another wine uh, company, and uh, I used to come to Stockholm maybe two times
0: a year, so it's, uh, it's always
1: a pleasure, especially yeah. with this
0: weather. Yeah, it's a very nice weather. And uh, before we start off, I think you should uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, so what uh, what can I say? My mom uh, is Irish, my dad Spanish, I was born in France, and my wife is uh, Mexican. And uh, basically, that's... Uh, a uh, good uh, summary of uh, what I am because I've been traveling and uh, living in different countries, especially in Mexico for a while, and uh, it goes well with my work. Um, traveling, uh, meeting some people from different cultures, and trying to sell a little bit of champagne with that. So
0: yes, uh, and how long have you been working in the in the wine industry and also in the
1: champagne industry? So I've been working uh, maybe almost 10 years in the, in the wine industry uh, for big companies, I'd say. The champagne industry has been uh, almost three years with the Grémier family and the Champagne Grémier, uh, which is a change of big uh, wine companies in a good
0: way. Yes. And how come you got in contact with the Champagne Grémier? They didn't have any
1: uh, people representing them at the exports, yes. so they needed uh, representation. And uh, I got in touch with them uh, as a usual uh, job uh, search, I'd say. Yeah, application? Application. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, we really got on very well together, and it's still the case. So, uh,
0: very nice family. Nice. And uh, also nice that we can have a Grammy in Sweden now. Yes, yes. we sir. haven't before. I'm very happy about that. Uh, Could you tell us uh, a little bit about the house as well?
1: So uh, Champagne Grimier is a family uh, domain that uh, sells in about 80 countries around the world. And uh, that is a house based in South Champagne. So uh, it's about an hour and a half drive from uh, Reims or Epernay. Yes. And it's a region that is a little bit different than most of the Big champagne houses, in uh, uh, the sense that uh, uh, we mostly do Pinot Noir based champagne. So it's a Pinot Noir
0: based champagne uh, from the Aube region. And how would you say the difference between a Pinot Noir from Aube and a Pinot Noir from uh, Montagne de Reims?
1: The Montagne de Reims, generally, and the north of uh, of Champagne has uh, does a different uh, Pinot Noir, in the sense that it could, can be more mineral, maybe. Um, while uh, the Pinot Noir in the Côte des Bar is known as being uh, bringing a lot more fruit in the, in the mix, especially in uh, near uh, bar sur obe or L'Hérissé. Okay,
0: and, and when did the Champagne Cremé uh,
1: establish? Champagne Grimier is a, quite a young house because it's the father, Jean-Michel Grimier, that uh, started bottling for the first time 1,000 bottles in 1984. 1,000 bottles. 1,000 bottles. Okay. He started selling to his friends and he had the idea to call the French embassies because he's a very simple workman. And uh, he has the idea to, to call the French embassies abroad uh, to sell the champagne for July 14th. And little by little, he's gonna develop his uh, sales uh, channels. And today, we're very happy to be selling 500,000 bottles in 80 countries. It's uh, the uh, American dream in champagne, basically. Uh, They went, uh, they went through a lot of work. This man, Jean-Michel Gremier, he sleeps maybe three hours a, a night. He never stops running. Even today, he's almost 80 years old, and.
0: And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Uh, he's just uh, he, still works, he still works in the business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks after the um, mostly the properties and the vineyards while... Uh, And Jean-Christophe, they look after the marketing, uh, the sales and the production.
0: Okay. And how many acres of land is owned by uh, Grémier?
1: So Grémier is 42 hectares of land uh, altogether, only the Côte des Okay. And that supplies uh, 100% of the production or do you buy some grapes as well? No, we need to buy some grapes because we need about the double of the production. So we buy only grape. Uh, to other wine growers in the region and of course we need to go more north to get some chardonnay also because we we're almost uh, exclusively planted in Pinot Noir and the Côte des Barres. Mm-hmm. so we need to go up and we go to the Côte des Blancs, or to Cramont uh, for example in Grand Cru to get most of our chardonnay yes. to and complete the, the blends.
0: And Cramont is the most important village for your chardonnay you would say?
1: Yes exactly we have a very good uh, Long term cont- uh, contacts with some wine growers there, and we've been buying their Chardonnay for uh,
0: the past uh, 20 years. Nice. So maybe it's time to, to have your Blanc de Blanc. Yes. Uh, so, I if think I, so if I pour it, you can tell us a little bit about it.
1: Okay. So our uh, Blanc de Blanc uh, is um, made at about 50 60% of Cramont uh, Cramon, uh, Chardonnay. And what's uh, special for Cramont? Well, le uh, Cramon, uh, I think, uh, it gives a lot of um, uh, concentration because, uh, because the Chardonnay from uh, the rest uh, of the Chardonnay you have in this class uh, would be uh, mostly from the Côte des Bar and uh, a little bit from Montgueux, so near Troyes, which is uh, quite a strange uh, place, quite isolated uh, beside the other of, of the vineyards. And uh, the mix altogether gives uh, the complexity, maybe, of the Cramon and uh, a little bit more uh, generosity of the, of the Cote de Bar and uh, this fruitiness that we get
0: there. Yes. Should we make a toast? Yes. Cheers. Santé. Santé. Very nice. So what do you think about it? I think it's very nice. It's got um, a lot of minerality, mm-hmm. a lot of chalk, chalky flavors and also uh, flowers but quite bitter at the end.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's a nice uh, acidity. Equilibrium. It's, uh, it's a champagne that uh, spends uh, about uh, th- 36 months on knees. So it has time uh, to get uh, this uh, this uh, this nice expression to it. And uh, we would have a dosage on this cuvee at about uh, 10 grams per liter. Yes. So it makes it uh, all together very harmonious and round. Mm. If I had to guess, I would guess uh, lower Go for yes. six grams, maybe. Yes, that's uh, that's generally what the what uh, the people and the taster uh, comments,
0: and that's a pretty good comment, I think. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Definitely, uh, and I know that um, the Swedish importer they focus on the, the organic uh, cuvées. Yes, exactly, because uh, we we are
1: very happy and proud to have an organic cuvée uh, because uh, organic champagne is uh, quite rare. Yes, as you might know, it's about uh, it's less than two percent of the planted vineyards. So it's a very rare product uh, and a very rare uh, wine to find. Uh, we have uh, historically also a supply for organic grapes uh, only from the Cote' Bar and it makes and uh, makes it quite a unique uh, champagne. So this uh, this is the Cuvée prestige
0: uh, that we have. Yes. We can talk a little bit about uh, more about organic when we taste the cuvée Prestige. Yes. So, what's the future plans for Champagne Grimier? So basically, uh, Champagne Grimier, of course, we're not a big
1: brand like the big houses uh, we know, especially from the North Champagne. We're a family uh, domain, so we're gonna go building little by little our distribution worldwide. Um, I'm looking after uh, all the export markets. Uh, so how many,
0: you said the, you're exporting to 180 countries? No, 80 countries. 80 countries, yeah. yeah that's quite a Not low. too bad, not too bad so and, far. And what's the most, what's the most selling country? Where do you export the most? Which three countries?
1: So the biggest market is the UK. Okay. Historically, we've been selling there for maybe 25 years. Yes. And they're very fond of our Brut Séléction, especially the first cuvee. Then uh, it's very... Uh, fragmented between a lot of different uh, countries. Why? Because we're quite of an exclusive champagne and we're mostly sold through um, wine merchants. Yes. So it's like the volumes are never going to be huge uh, but it's going to be a steady distribution. So uh, it's very fragmented. We're uh, in Switzerland, in Germany, and Spain, in Italy we're well represented but always it's, it's never like big volumes for big retail chains. Have you
0: started to export to Mexico since you were working there before?
1: Oh no, don't tell me about it because Mexico <laughs> is resisting me. I don't know why. It was my it was my market and I mean I'm I feel Did a you little do bit something
0: Mexican.
1: Stupid and then you had to leave Mexico? Yes, there was a container. No, I <laughs> <laughs> I went there actually because we go there every year to see the family, the Mexican, my Mexican, uh, the, my wife's family. Yes. Um, we go there and uh, I meet with some ex-colleague that put some importers in, uh, in place, but it just I don't know, it's, it hasn't been working so far. Okay. So I'm quite I'm quite sad about that. But I'll get there. Yeah, for sure. But I
0: guess uh, France is the the biggest market.
1: France is the biggest market and it follows a little bit uh, what happens with the overall champagne market, meaning that uh, 50% is France, 50% is the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same for us, more or less. And actually, the rest of the world exports has been, uh, this year in 2018, more important than France. And it's the same for the champagne overall. France is going down a little bit and yes. the rest of the exports is exploding. Uh, champagne is... a uh, that's very a, trendy. That's the purpose of Georgia. job
0: to, exactly. uh, to export more and then get a little bit less to uh, to France. Exactly. I wanna I wanna be more important than. Uh, <laughs> the Grémier is one hundred percent family owned. Yes, exactly. And it's located in Côte d'Ivoire. Yes. Uh, in the south of Champagne region. Exactly. Is it possible to visit uh, Grémier? It
1: is indeed. It's uh, We do visits. You can call uh, even if you're, if you're a big group or even if you come uh, a few people, there's always somebody to, to welcome uh, to welcome you over there. And uh, as I said, it's a family domain. So it could be maybe the, the owner that uh, gives you the tour or maybe... Uh, Maybe you'll see the kids uh, jumping in the swimming pool. It's quite, uh, it's, it's a very family atmosphere when you, when you get there. And, sounds, uh, sounds very nice. Yeah, it's pretty But do, uh, you, pretty do nice. you
0: always have to make a reservation before?
1: Uh, no, you don't, you don't have to. You can just uh, pop in. Yeah, but, but it's then always then you're good. you sure then. You're so
0: always... Where, where do you, is it best to go through the website? Yes,
1: exactly. There's a website. Actually, it's going to be um, updated, I think, in the coming days. Um, you can uh, reserve a tour that's always better because you can book uh, something this, You can you can book something very uh, square and a very good tasting uh, do
0: You uh, have to pay when you come visit?
1: Generally, yeah, you yes. pay. Um, not much if I do remember uh, It's about uh, maybe 10 euros per, per person yes. But then what you can do is we do different events We have a small Cadol uh, Yes. I don't know if you, uh, you know what a Cadol is, the, the, the little uh, um, stone house that you find in Burgundy or in Champagne, mm-hmm. and it's all new, it's brand new, and you can book for uh, maybe a meal there and a tasting in the middle of the vineyard. Ooh, so nice. that's pretty, that's that's, that's, that's very, very nice. nice. And yeah. how
0: many people can you welcome in, in that? Uh... In the Cadol,
1: I'd say it's around 8 to 10 people. Nice. Yeah.
0: Should we try the Cuvée Prestige, the yes. organic?
1: That it's represented on system Blogue at the moment. Exactly. So uh, it's uh, we're very happy mm-hmm. to be there. Yeah. To present it. And it's also, it also comes with a nice uh, wooden box. Exactly. That's quite quite rare. It's a, it's very nice. It's a very nice cuvée that uh, that we do um, that we do. it's uh, as I said, all the terroirs are. Uh, it's four different terroirs that comes from the Côte d'Ébba, so we have a very good expression from the Côte d'Ébba. And uh, this is a wine that spends about uh, 36 months or so three years on these nice also, okay. so it has a certain concentration and a complexity to it. And uh, it's uh, mostly Pinot Noir, 70%, and a part of Chardonnay also, okay. both from the Caudillard. So it's no Pinot Meunier in any of the Glimmer Champagnes? Thanks. We have uh, just the cuvee uh, biologique that has a little bit of Pinot, uh, Pinot Meunier in it, but uh, otherwise, uh, most of our, our cuvées we work it uh, only with Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, which is uh, supposed to be uh, the most... Uh, and this one is
0: 100% organic?
1: Yes, 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 100% and, organic. And
0: can you tell the difference between a, a regular champagne and an yes. organic
1: one? The organic champagne is... Um, it's first uh, very rare because there's not a lot of uh, of organic uh, vineyards in uh, in Champagne, and the fact is that you're not um, allowed to use any pesticides in your in your vineyards, or let's say les uh, intrants.
2: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer
0: flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f
0: are you talking about,
1: you insane Hollywood ass?
2: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: All uh, the artificial pesticides. So that's that's the big difference between uh, between organic and non-organic. Yes.
0: And uh, does it take uh, more people to work in, in the vineyard to keep it organic or is it the same like a non-organic vineyard? Does it take
1: more time? It, take, it takes more time. Uh, you need to, uh, to to be careful because, of course, uh, since you don't have all the artificial uh, chemicals, you need to be uh, very aware about all the different, um, how do you really say, the mildew, uh, the oidium that could uh, come in, uh, in the vineyards or yes. the the insects or the fungus and uh, stuff like that so it's uh yeah it's it's, it's but harder if to if
0: insects it. and the fungus and everything it, if it attacks the vineyards and you will lose the whole harvest yes. you will still not use pesticides
1: well no uh that's that's the idea if you want to keep uh, of course the certification and if you want to keep some kind of uh uh constants in um in the in the champagne uh you need you need to you no, you can't use pesticides no. artificial pesticide because of course as, as you know you can use some bouillie uh, bordelaise for example or other products that uh, that helps also to keep the, the vineyard uh, clean of any uh, disease that's what that's yes. the word I was looking for <clears throat> And um, what's the age of the vines for this uh, uh, organic? So uh, the age of the vines for the organic, don't know exactly, but mainly in our vineyards were uh, between uh, fifteen to thirty years, I think. So uh, that would be that would be around this uh, this age yes. in our vineyards in the d'Ivoire. It's quite nice uh, age for the vineyards. Yes, that's uh, I think where you you have the best uh, ratio, no quantity quality.
0: Uh, yeah. I totally totally agree. Uh, Do you do anything to fight the future climate changes to keep the freshness in your champagnes? Because you told me before that freshness is the most important uh, with Champagne gremier. Yes. And what do you do to keep the freshness in the champagnes? Well, I think that uh,
1: freshness in champagne is all about the harvest anyway and the freshness of the grape. Um, I think that the big difference in champagne, But I think it's as a whole... uh, in most of the domain, the harvest uh, comes earlier yes. because you can't you can't uh, uh, you can't have uh, 14 degrees base wine uh, to end up with uh, 16 degrees uh, champagne uh, no. champagne wine. So so basically, it's the time of the harvest, of course, but um, it's it's also I think uh, the freshness in the winemaking process that uh, it makes a lot of uh, of difference.
0: Yes, and uh, so harvest early and have uh, the press house is always close to, to the vineyard.
1: Yes pretty pretty close we're quite fast uh, to bring uh, to bring the grapes uh, they kept they, they're kept very fresh and then there's another thing we do uh, during the pressing it's uh, sometimes putting some carbonic ice in the boulon. yes so uh, when, uh, when we press a cuvette it helps to cool down a little bit the, the, the wine yeah. uh, before so it's it sent the, to the vats.
0: So you stop the fermentation, It slow down the fermentation?
1: It's just before the fermentation, and okay. maceration, just when it's pressed. Okay. It, it falls down in the boulon, it, it puts the temperature down, it helps up if, if we need to wait a little bit before putting it into the vats. Yes. The temperature control vats, we can keep it a little bit fresher. Okay. So it's a big uh, obsession, and that's what uh, um, you found when you when you drink our champagne, It's all about freshness. The uh, rosé, the blanc de blanc, we're 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 all on this uh, this style.
0: And you told me some unusual thing, uh, just with the scorchment to keep freshness.
1: Yes, so that's a process that uh, very few people use.
0: I haven't heard it before, so it's going to be very interesting for the, for the listeners as well.
1: So when we do disgorgement, what happens is that um, just after the disgorgement, uh, we take the capsule out. What we're going to do is that we're going to send, uh, with a little tube, we're going to send very fast a little drop of sulfites, So it's going to make the bottle to bubble up. Yes. Then we send the liqueur, uh, liqueur d'expédition, and we we bottle it very fast. So that helps to push the air out, and it helps uh, to keep the freshness of the champagne. Basically, is
0: that very clear? <laughs> yeah, but, but you lose, uh, of course, you lose more uh, champagne when you do do it with the sulfites. You, you lose, add a little bit more of a You lose a little bit
1: of champagne, but you lose something, uh, also sulfites. Because yes. the fact that you, you put the
0: air out, yes. it
1: helps to put uh, lower
0: doses of sulfites. So the sulfites go... go the, the sulfate that you add, it goes out with the bubbles? It doesn't go out with the bubbles, but
1: the sulfite uh, that... The the, the, the the air that you pull out yes. helps you to put less sulfites. Okay. It's more on this this side of okay. things. Very interesting. So, yeah.
0: So, we should try the rosena. Okay, so the rosé. <laughs> the rosé is a rosé
1: d'assemblage, meaning that um, we do it with a little bit of red wine. As you can see, this one has a salmon, sort of a nice color to it, yeah. like it makes I, you feel. I,
0: I always um, laugh when I, when I hear people say it's a color of a salmon, because yeah. uh, I, I, were, I went to Finland, and the, the winemaker of Ruinard, yes. he talked about the... Salmon color of the Rousseau and it's maybe 250 different colors of uh, salmon. Okay. (laughs) But this is quite a very nice pink uh, color. And uh, when you think about salmon color, this is uh, the color that I would think about. Yes, yes.
1: Well, uh, I guess that we're not uh, very good into uh, salmon in France. <laughs> I'm not used to it, especially in Champagne. No. So uh, maybe we'll um, find, yeah, some some something else to uh, define it than salmon. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. and also a little bit of orange. Yes, oh. it, it has a very nice uh, summer touch to it. I uh, I really love this wine. It's uh, it's so fresh and at the same time has this. Uh, this, this nice length in the in mouth and a little bit of uh, maybe strawberry taste to it, hints to yes. it. They're very so, well balanced. Exactly. Which grapes are you using for, for this one? So this grape is uh, 70% Pinot Noir, 30% Chardonnay. And we use uh, in this cuvée 7% of uh, red wine okay uh, that is uh, macerated, uh, that we do ourselves, of course. Uh, it's coming from it's, an op- it comes from the orb, yes. like uh, a lot of the Pinot Noir used for, for Rosé d'Assemblage and Champagne. Yes. And uh, it's, uh, yes, we put, uh, we, we mix it uh, together. Uh, so with uh, 95% of white wine and uh, it's, it's the base for the, the base wine. And this Champagne spends uh, about 24 months on lees. So um, as you can see, uh, it's, it expresses all the, the, the freshness of our house.
0: I really, really like this one. Mm. It's beautiful.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Um, I have a question: Is the red wine does it get the first fermentation on oak versus no oak no. at all? No no, 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 no. You can always think that it could be a little bit of oak, but it's not.
1: I don't think I. I don't think it's possible because you you need to um, oak would probably bring it uh, a little bit more tannins. I, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the thing that is true is that, uh, this is a pinot noir that is, uh, vanified like a usual red one. And then it's added, uh, we also do a Coteau Champenois, but this is another story.
0: And what's that? Uh, so a, a Coteau Champenois Campenois Campenois is a
1: very, uh, very uh, exclusive wine because it's not a big production, but basically it's a Pinot Noir made like a Burgundy wine. So it's a still red wine. still red wine from Champagne, uh, made mostly in the Cote des Barres uh, actually, that uh, we do, for example, with uh, one year of barrel. It's a very nice and elegant Pinot Noir. And we do also in Champagne, Rosé des Nobody knows about that, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's a rosé from, uh, from near Balmotsurlaine, near, near Champagne-Grenier, basically. Yes. Very nice. nice.
0: Interesting. A... I don't think everybody knows uh, how to get to Cote Bar. How long drive is it from, let's say, Epernay?
1: It's uh, from Epernay. It's about an hour and a half drive. Yes. So um, it's uh, the real uh, deep countryside uh, from Champagne because it's, it's quite um, far from any uh, big uh, motorway. So if you go there, basically, it's uh, an hour and a half from Reims south, and it's about uh, 35 minutes south from Troyes, which is a beautiful... So it's one and a half
0: hour from south of Epernay, not uh, Reims.
1: Yes, Epernay, sorry. Epernay, and uh, about uh, 35 minutes south from Troyes, which was the capital of uh, the ancient capital of uh, Champagne. Yes. which is a beautiful uh, medieval city to
0: visit also. Maybe you have to give some uh, recommendations of uh, restaurants and the hotels in uh, Cote if people want to go there and uh, yeah. taste some nice champagne and don't drive back to Epinay or Torrance. Oh, no, there's some very
1: nice uh, places uh, to go to. Uh, and There's a restaurant that's called L'Atelier des Saveurs in uh, Troyes. That is a beautiful place, uh, very, uh, very good price. And there's uh, uh, Le Mani also. It's a very beautiful restaurant that does uh, champagne uh, gastronomy. If you like the Andouillette. yeah, yeah, yes, yes, you yeah, do. Yes, yeah, okay, good. that's that's rare. Yeah. No,
0: <laughs> I, actually, we I, we I had it the first time at um, a friend's house in in uh, in Champagne, in really de la Montagne. Very good. And huh? we didn't know what it was before, and then he told us. And, okay. But it was very nice.
1: Very good. So you think you can take your champagne nationality now? I think. If you like the handul yet? Okay. you you were baptized. Okay,
0: <laughs> great, great. But, but do you live in in um, in the Auvergne, or you
1: live in? The... Actually, I don't live. Uh, I don't live in uh, in the Champagne region. No, I live in Toulouse.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: so I go there um, once to in a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, nice. but, yeah. No, I live in Toulouse.
0: And before we we end this uh, episode, could you tell us how would you describe the house style of Giremia?
1: So what I usually say to make it simple is that uh, the style of Grignier uh, has two faces. Uh, The first faces would be the Pinot Noir and all the expression of the Pinot Noir. So that would mean uh, all this generosity and uh, fruit uh, that you can feel in most of the cuvée. And uh, the second thing is the freshness. I think that uh, we concentrate on the fact that... uh, We're not on a very oxidative note, uh, crust of bread. Of course, we have some yeasty notes because it's uh, it's still champagne, Mm -hmm. but it keeps this this roundness, this fruitiness um, that that we have in in all our cuvées. So that's how I define uh, champagne grémier.
0: Very nice. And I think it uh, really needs to be drunk from larger glasses. No flutes for your champagne. It's uh, it's getting better with a larger glass. I would
1: say. Actually, I think that uh, it has changed a lot in champagne because right now the CVC has uh, uh, released some uh, larger tulips, okay. tulip glasses. Yes, and they're they're pretty cool. We uh, I, I like drinking champagne in that, and it it feels more generous, no? And you drink more
0: champagne, so Great. you're happier. Sounds good. Thank you so much for thank you being in the podcast, and I hope you get a nice uh, afternoon in Stockholm. I will what are you up for
1: next oh i think i'll uh, i'll get back uh, I'll get back to the to the city center maybe uh walk along maybe go for a, a run near the waterfront it's always uh, it's always very nice and then I go maybe for a, a small bite uh, dinner and uh, yeah be done. nice beautiful beautiful city great thank you so much thank you thank, thank you. you.
0: Och där var intervjun klar med Kevin. Väldigt trevligt att prata med honom och, och spännande att få höra hur de arbetar och litegrann vad som kommer hända där i framtiden. Det som vi har nu då på den svenska marknaden är ju två stycken ekologiska och även biodynamiska kampanjer. Och den ena heter QV Prestige, Brutt Och den kostar 379 kronor. Har nummer 72 831. En champagne som jag tycker är väldigt, väldigt trevlig. Tycker att den är härlig, livlig och är en champagne som man kan dricka varje dag. De har även en cuvée som heter Cuvée Biologic Brut som kostar 299 kronor med nummer 75891. Även den trevlig champagne som jag skulle behöva prova lite mer för att kunna ge ett bättre eller mer specifikt utlåtande om. Jag tänkte att jag skulle berätta lite grann om en provning som vi har den 24 oktober. Även den då på Hotell Kungstrugården, Västra Trädgårdsgatan 11B tror jag det är. Och den heter non Challenge. Och det är då en provning där man provar 13 olika årgångslösa kampanjer, Alltså kampanjer som man inte skriver ut en årgång på. Och man provar halvblindt så att man vet vilka champanjer som man kommer prova under kvällen. Men man vet inte i vilka ordning som de kommer. Så att kampanjerna kommer då sju stycken i första flighten, första omgången. Så att ni vet vilka sju som det är men inte i vilken ordning det serveras. Och sen så kommer vi då en flight, en omgång till med sex champanjer. Och samma där, ni vet vilka det är men inte i vilken ordning som det kommer. Och då vill jag då att ni ska sätta betyg på de här olika champagnerna. Det som jag är intresserad av det är ju vilken champagne tycker ni mest om när ni inte får se etiketten. För att etiketten och ens tidigare erfarenheter spelar ju väldigt stor roll i vad man tycker om de olika champagnerna. Så att man provar då 13 olika champagner och den här provningen kostar... 1299 kronor. 1299. Och det inkluderar då en varmrätt efter provningen. Jag skulle även vilja rekommendera er att... Jag hoppas att ni alla följer oss på Instagram. Men om ni inte gör det så måste ni verkligen gå in och följa oss. Och då heter vi då atchampansweden. Berätta gärna för era vänner om den här podden. Vi har en hel del lyssnare just nu men vi vill... Har fler och fler lyssnare Och det är ju för att vi ska kunna Få in mer sponsorer Och kunna släppa fler avsnitt Så att ni får lyssna på mer ifrån oss Innan vi avslutar Så tänkte jag rekommendera Tre stycken champagner på beställningssortimentet Och den första Champagnen är A.L.E. Nobel Och det är då en Blanc de Blanc Chouille 2008 Kostar 599 kronor Har nummer 79 546. Otroligt prisvärt. Supergott. Gott att dricka nu men har en stor lagringspotential. Och jag tror att Sverige är det enda landet som har kvar den här årgång 2008. Och det är inte för att vi säljer lite årgång 08 i Sverige utan det är för att vi har fått en väldigt stor tilldelning. Jag skulle även vilja rekommendera Mum Vintage 2012. Precis som 2008 är 2012 en fantastisk årgång. Som kommer bli mycket, mycket bättre med tiden. Men just nu så tycker jag att den presterar bättre än vad 2008 gör. Och den kostar då endast 449 kronor och har nummer 77 153. det är ett superfynd. Och tredje och sista då, där rekommenderar jag Filippo Napp Blanc de Noir. Även den årgång 2012. Och jag kunde inte tro min ögon när jag såg att den kostade 525 kronor på Systembolaget. Vilket är ett superfynd och troligtvis är det väl ja, nästan 200 kronor billigare än vad den kostar på plats i Chantan. Och den hittar ni då på nummer 82 808. Så att 82 808. Och. Innan jag avslutar så säger jag så som jag alltid säger att eh, ni fortsätter ju då självklart att dricka champagne alla dagar som slutar på det.